Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Glad to be here this morning. Come on, let's give the Lord one more shout of praise this morning. He does it all, doesn't he? He's a complete God. You believe that this morning? Amen. And we're so pleased to have everyone here this morning. Thank you for being part of Faith Renewed, whether you're in person or whether you are online. This morning we do have a special guest that will be joining us for several more weeks and years and decades to come. But uh, Steve and Stephanie have brought their little baby, new baby girl, Sadie Faith Purvis. If you're able to stand and so we can just, she's right there in the back. Yes. Can we give them a, honor them this morning. Amen. Amen. Beautiful little baby. Babies are just popping up around here like wildflowers, aren't they? (laughs) This will be the nursery before long and we'll have to meet. (laughs) That would be great, right? We'd have a, yeah next church right yeah anyway so anyway love babies love kids i live with uh, nine teenagers so i have to i guess right either that or i'm insane and i think it's a little both but uh but anyway god is good this morning i want to talk briefly um about why and you know we've been going through the why series but let me before i start that uh nine o'clock service this morning was amazing uh we honored our graduates this morning we had seven young people that were honored god is going to do mighty things through their lives amen and uh it was amazing to see it was amazing to be part of um after service if you have a moment we have some tables that each one of them i guess have a table set up and just look at their accomplishments, look at their, uh, you know, rewards, uh, what they've done. And it's all to the glory of God. Amen. I mean, these young people are humble. Um, and we just had a tremendous time praying over them, blessing them, and honoring them this morning. And if you haven't, if you can reach out to them, if you have social media, if you see them around uh, the church, uh, drop a note on their table this morning. That would be awesome because they deserve it. Amen. This is a milestone. We all remember graduation, right? It was an amazing time. And, uh, you know, and they've got this next chapter of their life to look forward to. But uh, this morning, we want to continue the Why series. I know Pastor Terry has been speaking over this, and we've had Pastor Andrew share, and, and he had asked me to share today um, because of the graduation, but also we want to talk about why faith students, amen? You know, we've been talking about why baptism. We've covered that, and I think we had 39 or 49 people baptized that day, so it was an amazing day. You know, we've talked about why the Bible and a few other topics that we've covered. And God is doing amazing things in each service. Do you agree? Amen. I mean, we're growing. We're being stretched. God is challenging us as individuals in the word. And that's the way it should be. Amen. If we walk away from a church service feeling like, eh, nothing's changed. Come on, man. Either get your right heart with God or find a new church. Amen. Because, because this church is growing. This church is moving. This church is advancing the gospel. And when you're stretched and when you're challenged and you get ticked off at the pastor for preaching the truth, that's where you need to be. Amen. That's the church that you need to be planted in. So I thank you, Pastor Terry, for bringing it every week because, man, I have been severely blessed. Um, just 
crazy blessed. So anyway, but, uh, but if you don't know me, my name is Bill Wireman. I'm the student pastor here at Faith Renewed. Love working with young people. I love, thank you for that shout out. I love, <laughs> I love it. My wife and I um, have been here just a little over two years, and it's been amazing. It's been quick. I mean, it doesn't seem like two years, but April was, was two years. And as I shared in the first service, and I want to share just a moment here, we've seen God do some amazing things in the life of our young people. Um, we've seen God uh, grow them spiritually. We've seen God stretch them spiritually. We've seen God use them spiritually. They're reaching out to friends. They're presenting the gospel, and they're making Jesus known back in faith students on Wednesday nights. Amen. We see them popping around the church in service. They're on prayer teams. They're on uh, altar teams. They're doing all these things in the church. They're ministering to our young people. They're ministering back in youth on Wednesday nights. And it's amazing to see that we've got such a talented group of young people that are hungry for more of Jesus, right? And they want to give all they have to him. So if you would, I know that most of them were here the first service, but could we just give a, just a nice round of applause for our young people? Because it's God, it's God in them. It's God in them. And, and we've seen some good things. I know I shared in the first service, and I do want to share this again, because we're seeing our church grow. If you have not paid attention to that, we're growing. Amen. We've, we've got people. I know today's Memorial Day, but you know, listen, we, we are pushing, I guess, if, if around 400, and that's amazing. And the reason I say that is because when there's something healthy growing, it's like bacteria or organisms, right? No, we're not bacteria, but, but if it's healthy, <laughs> we're the healthy kind, right? We got the Jesus virus around here. But, um, you know, and, and, and it grows, amen? It's grows. That's a scientific fact. So when the church is healthy, it reproduces itself into the individuals that are attending that church. Amen. That's what's happening in here. That's what's happening back in our youth. We, we're seeing on average for 45, 50 kids on week. God has blessed us. We hit 60 a couple of weeks ago. Listen, we're rocking back there. All right. Amen. We're doing some things for the Lord that are amazing. God is using them. And like I said, his spirit is being poured out. We have amazing youth leaders back there, um, and they're pouring into these students. And it's amazing to watch them individually just go to these students that they can relate with. Amen? And pour into their lives. Because, I mean, you need that. You need team. Because I can't hit everybody, you know, and, and they can relate on levels that I'll never relate on. So it's, 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 it's a teamwork thing. It's, it's not just a me thing. Amen? And that's what we're about here at Faith Renewed and in Faith Students. So what I speak today, you know, we're going to talk about why Faith Students. But I want this to be kind of a a cross-cultural message as well. I mean, everybody here needs to hear what we're talking about today because I know our young people are hearing it from me and I know they're being challenged and I know because they ask me questions. They're, they're, they're texting me or they're, they're coming up to me after service or they're, they're mentioning these things in conversation. Why, you know, this and why? Because we're being stretched, amen, again, and they're stretching to grow. But this morning I did want to talk about a few things, just... Just three points um, this morning. I'm going to keep it faithful to Terry's style. You know, <laughs> thought about four, but I was like, nah, that's crossing the line. I don't want to, <laughs> I want to stay, I want to stay submissive to the leader here, you know. So I almost took that privilege, but you know, anyway, I'm just kidding. But uh, the Lord had kind of led me uh, to, a, to a particular passage this morning. And I want to share that, and I want to share a few thoughts about that, if I could, this morning. But in Luke chapter 4, verses 18 to 19, the Bible says this. And this is Jesus speaking as he goes into the temple to reveal himself. It's a prophecy from the book of Isaiah that he wrote. And Jesus is un, un, unfolding the scroll, and he's reading this in the temple. And the Bible says this, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Now, Jesus is talking. He says, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. 
He has sent me to proclaim that captives, and I love these imperatives, will be released. Amen. Say the word will with me for a minute. Can you say will? Yeah, will be released. And that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Amen. Come on, Jesus had proclaimed this over his life when he walked into the temple. They basically just kind of looked at him, all these religious people and stuff, and like, what? You know, <laughs> you can't be. You're a carpenter's son. You're just kind of this nobody. But Jesus was the anointed one, amen? Jesus was the one who came onto the scene. He was the one who came on, and he made a difference in society of his time, amen? And, and as we talk about why faith students today, I, I really believe that that verse is imperative to what we're talking about, what we're talking about as a church. But I wanted to read a statement of purpose. I pulled this off of the website, you know, faithrenew.org, just a plug there. Um, and, and, and it goes to the youth section, but it says this, faith students is a ministry that's passionate about bringing life and hope to a generation that many say can't be reached. And in our society today, we have that, Amen. We have a generation of young people, uh, whether, whether they're young, and, and it keeps getting younger and younger um, each year, which is a sad truth in a society today. But it is becoming a younger number where people and young people are determining their faith values. I mean, even before they're 8 and 10 years old now, they're determining who they're going to serve and how they're going to serve whatever particular idol they have in their life. And I'm so pleased that Andrew went that route this morning because that's all I could think about is let our idols fall, amen? Let our idols fall because we've got, I know my kids are watching this online, God bless them and I love them. <laughs> but you know, we're entertained too much. We have too much accessibility to things and I'm not here to smack hands of parents by any means of those things. And I'm not smacking the hands of the teens. But we have society speaking into their ears, and we have society speaking into our ears things that oppose the gospel message of Jesus Christ. And it's time that we become more passionate about seeing this generation reached that many say can't be reached. Because statistically speaking, and I know the age was 18, but I believe it's lower, if they're not reached by that particular time, they will leave the church and they'll never probably enter the doors again in their lifetime. And the statistics are in the high 70s on that. So listen, we have a generation. So three out of every four kids will probably, and not true here, but statistically across the United States, will leave church and not enter their doors again after high school. That's a sad truth. That's a sad reality. And that burden is on the church. That burden is on us as parents. That burden is on us as leaders of a church, as ministry leaders, to make sure, and we do a great job around here, of preaching the gospel and making sure that it's understood on a level that they can receive it and they can spew it back out in their lives. Amen? And, but it also goes on to say this world is searching for truth, and faith students is letting that world know that true joy comes in knowing and serving God. Amen? And the Bible says, 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore... If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. I love this. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And listen, at Faith Students, we are, as our statement of faith says, seeing students restored, refreshed, and renewed by the life-giving message of Jesus Christ. And as Andrew was talking about earlier through our time of worship, God doesn't take the broken things and put them back together. The Bible specifically says right here that new things come out of those things. Amen? Come on. New things are being created. We're seeing students come in that don't know much about God, or they're coming in out of different religions, or they're coming in with different mindsets. 
Some of them weren't raised in homes. And I think we take that for granted so much that we believe that America is centered around the church. Well, the church lost its hold on society years ago, if you haven't been paying attention. The church is not the central focus of the world today. The world is its own focus. And there is, there is an alarming statistics out there. And so when it comes to faith kids or when it comes to faith students, we have tremendous leaders, we have tremendous teachers and pastors that are preaching the truth and the word of God into these students. So like the seven that graduated today, they don't have to leave unsure of their faith in Christ. They can leave grounded knowing that they serve a living, powerful God who goes before them, right? And he does immeasurably more than they could ever ask or think in their lives. They're going to put trust and put faith and, and call on his wisdom and God is going to use them in mighty ways, just as he will use us, amen? But we have to come to this point where we're willing to say to the Lord, it's me, it's me. All my idols have to fall, all my things have to fall, and we have to pursue him with a passionate love, amen? We may not always get it right, we may mess up sometimes. I remember in the Bible reading about James and John, the sons of Zebedee, they were called the sons of thunder. And they made such a noise. They were just such a loud, rowdy bunch of boys. They were brothers. And you know how brothers are when they get together, right? I live with all these teenagers, nine teenagers. Come on now. I see pushing. I see shoving. I see name calling. But I see passion, and I see heart, and I see love, and I see determination, and I see dreams, and I see visions, and I see goals being birthed into the people, young people, excuse me, young people of faith students. Amen. And they're really passionate about their Lord. So tonight, excuse me, not tonight, I'm used to peeking on Wednesday nights, all right? <laughs> you got to forgive me. <laughs> so this morning, what I want to touch on just really is three areas that I feel. You know, this is, this is kind of uh, just kind of a philosophy that my wife and I have had for years in youth ministry, but I want to spin this a little bit different than we normally have because I think these are some areas that we need to be reminded of, that we need to ask the Lord to continue to burden our hearts with, Amen. And we know that in, in faith students, we're promoting this all the time with our students. We, we believe that the gospel is essential, amen, and that making Jesus known is essential, amen. And you know, that's, that's the mission of our church, plain and simple. But there's so much power in that statement. There's so much power in the lives that actually will grab hold of that mission statement and make it true. Just read up on our church. Listen to what people are saying. Listen to what they're saying in our faith groups. God is moving. God is doing amazing things in this church. Chris, get involved in a, in a, in a faith group. See, Chris, <laughs> get your kids back in faith students. Keep your kids coming to faith students. Amen. I mean, it's, it, it can't be conditional. It can't be because one week I got my toes stepped on, so I don't like to be there anymore. It can't be that the pastor was a little too abrasive. It can't be that he, he made me shut up during service because I was on my phone talking too much. Amen? Come on now. I'm going to preach truth here. Parents, I do that, so just let you know. <laughs> I call them out, and they know I love them. But listen, it's about knowing Jesus. When they come to me for 90 minutes every week, and then I see him on Sundays, my 90 minutes back there needs to matter. My 90 minutes needs to change their life. They need to come to a point where they feel Jesus, where they've, they've actually been moved by the love of God or the power of God. Wednesday night was phenomenal. The Lord just dropped heavy word on my heart about healing. I had no idea what healing it was, and we had several students pour to the altar, seeking healing from the Lord. Why? Because God is moving, amen? 
just like he does in these services. So I'm just going to kind of cover a few things uh, real quick, like I mentioned. I don't want to get on rabbit trails and preach, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) But the first thing that I really believe that God has called us to when it comes to looking at the book of Luke is he's called us to capture, amen? And that's one of the words, and that's one of the emphasis that we place. We not necessarily say it that way. But in Mark 16, 15, the Bible does say this. And he, then he said to them, talking to his disciples, he says, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Amen. He didn't say be selective in who we preach to, but being a preacher, being someone who who talks to other people, being someone who lives a lifestyle, amen, that other people can see the reflection of Jesus coming through us. Because if we're in that genuine relationship with Jesus Christ, it's a natural overflow of his loving coming out of us, amen. There's no hindrances, there's no barriers. People see Jesus through us, amen. And that's how God wants this to be. But that word capture, if you look it up, it means to see. It means to capture. It means to take or take hold of. Amen? Come on now. And that's what God has called us to do. When it comes to our particular lives, is that not what Jesus did? He seized an opportunity. And he said, the Holy Spirit, as he begins bringing that conviction, he begins stirring our emotions, and he begins showing us the love, and we understand that love of Jesus Christ, and we come to that decision where we trust him for salvation, amen, and we begin that relationship with Jesus Christ. He's captured our hearts, but not only does he capture our hearts, he takes captive the things that are in our life or were in our life, amen. He brings those strongholds down. He brings those things into his submission, He brings those things into his accountability. Why? Because he wants freedom, amen, in the lives of his believers. He wants them to be free. Again, we're not talking about the old former self. We're talking about the new creative self, amen. God has birthed new into our spirits. We've been captured. We've been taken by Jesus Christ. But see, what we do, we need to turn that around, and we need to capture, and we need to make the kingdom of Jesus known, amen. Come on, we need to make, as Terry Schurz said last week, heaven crowded. We need to make the kingdom of God on earth crowded. And see, one of the things I love to preach and teach to our young people, becoming a believer of Jesus Christ isn't all about going to heaven. Now, you're probably going to say, heresy, you know, listen to me for a second. That's the end result. The beginning result is now, once you receive Christ, your eternity begins now. Amen. It begins the day that you say yes to Jesus. Why? Because we know that God has called us and he has ordained us and he has prepared good works in advance for each of us to do. Amen. We're not supposed to sit around and come occupy a a chair in the church and do nothing for the rest of our lives. We're supposed to move and be involved and be busy about the kingdom of God. See, we're not supposed to just occupy airspace and just breathe it in. We're supposed to expel what we've learned, right? We breathe in the grace and we breathe out his praise, amen? And we speak the word of God in truth and we see people captured in the name of Jesus, amen? And that's what Jesus said in Luke 14, 4, 18. He says, the spirit of the Lord was upon him. Why? Because it was to bring good news to the poor, amen? It was to bring good news to the brokenhearted. He said that they will recover, they will have sight, and that they will overcome these things. See, we have an enemy that opposes us. Amen? See, listen, I don't ever preach to these young people, but I'm going to give you a little bit of my philosophy today as well, if that's okay. I don't preach that when you come to Jesus. It's all cotton candy and rainbows. Amen? I mean, I can sometimes make it hard for these kids to come to Jesus. Well, why is that? Well, because the Bible even talks about if you begin a structure and you don't finish it, you're going to look like a fool. Amen? 
Now, I was paraphrasing there. That's the Bill version. But listen, we come to Christ because there's a true call. Jesus has called us, and he has pulled us, and he has convicted us, and we submit to that. And, and it's not about just come to Jesus and everything will be perfect and it'll be rainbows. Man, I lived that growing up. That was what they preached to me. That's why I backslid when I was a teenager. You know, right? I'm, come on now. That's why I walked away from the faith. That's what I thought church was a joke. That's why I thought people were jokes in the church. Because they say one thing and they don't fulfill their promises. Amen? Now, I'm not putting the church down. I love the church, large capital C, church. Because the true large capital C church is the body of Christ in motion. It's the people who have seen and, and touched and tasted God, and they're revealing his nature through how they move and how they talk and how they act and how they present themselves to others who don't know Jesus Christ. And see, because the enemy is so real, he will snatch us. He will destroy us. He will try to blind us, and he will try to rob, steal, and kill from us. But Jesus says, I have come that you may have life and you have it to the fullest. Amen. And so that's what we do at Faith Students. We tell these young people that's the good news, and that's what God wants us all to hear this day. That is the good news. See, Jesus said, I've come, and I, I have, I'm anointed, and I speak that truth. But listen, when we have that relationship with Jesus Christ, that moves through us. Amen? Come on. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead also resides in us, is what Paul says in the Word. And we have the same power. We have the same authority. We have the same words that we can speak. And these things have to fall. These things have to be done. That's why Jesus said in Luke 4, he says, they will be done. Amen. Because the, Jesus, the power of the Lord is not in vain. Amen. It doesn't fall on deaf ears because there is power in the name of Jesus. Amen. And when we speak it, demons flee. They bow and they run and they hide. Amen. Sickness falls. Amen. Come on. Do you hear me this morning? That's what God is saying. So we go and we cast capture people for the gospel. This is what Jesus, the word says in 2 Corinthians 5.20. It says this. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. See, people need to hear. And God says, you are the mouthpiece. You are the voice piece. You are the ones. We are the ones. Excuse me. We are the ones that are to go and to be used and make that appeal. And he goes on to say that we speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. Amen. There is a message that our society needs to hear. People need to be captured by the love and the power of the Holy Spirit. They need to be in that relationship. And God says, listen, you are the ambassadors. You're the ambassadors. And I won't go to the text, but in Romans, it talks about how people need to hear, but how are they going to hear if no one goes to preach to them? How are they going to hear if people don't get up off their pews and go to the world? But they don't get up off their couches. The young people don't get up off their Xboxes and Playstations and spend time in the Word and know the truth of Jesus Christ so they can share that truth with the others. Listen, we want to make Jesus known. It's not something that we make just for T-shirts. It's a lifestyle. Amen? There's a difference between a fad and a lifestyle. I've tried several fad diets. You can see it doesn't work, right? But I've tried Jesus, and it works. Amen? Come on now. It's something that sticks. It's something that real. I'm not going to be one of those phonies that say, try Nutrisystem and gain 60 pounds, right? <laughs> if you're on Nutrisystem, I apologize. <laughs> I'm sure the plan works. <laughs> Stocks are falling as I speak, right? <laughs> Sorry. I haven't tried it, so I should knock it. All right, let me go to Slim Fast. I have tried that one. All right. <laughs> anyway, so why faith students? Not only is it captured, 
But the Bible says we are called to connect. Amen. Jesus says this in Luke 4, 18. He says, he has sent me to proclaim that captives, and I love this again, will be released. There's no doubt. There's no question. Jesus speaks authority here. Amen. That the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free. And that word capture, it means to preach deliverance. Amen. Or, or when he said he's to proclaim, that word proclaim to the captives, it means to preach deliverance. See, we have a deliverance many. Amen. Amen. I mean, we, we are to go to the world and we are to preach. And, and that word deliverance means to release from bondage or imprisonment. Listen, it doesn't mean that we have to take the 16-pound family Bible, walk into the workplace, and smack our neighbor next door in the, in the cubicle and say, get Jesus, right? It might work, but, but it's through our lifestyles. It's through our commitment to him. Again, there's a natural overflow, and I love the principles of God, right? That, that if we submit to him and, and we follow him, he naturally flows through us. There, there's a release of love from Christ that comes naturally through our actions. Whether it's kids that we're teaching in school, whether it's kids we're teaching in church, whether um, you know, it's our home or whether it's our workplace or whether it's faith students. You know, we begin to connect with people and we begin to feel their pain. We begin to understand their pain. See, that's why Jesus gives us an anointing. It gives us a discernment to be around people and that we can understand what their strongholds are, what they're going through. And see, they were lost and there were hopeless people following because Jesus even said in the book of Mark, there's this group of people. And he said, they're like sheep without a shepherd. And that particular passage is talking about there was just a religious fad of that day. The religious leaders weren't meeting the needs of the people. And they had no true leader. They had no true uh, God to turn to in their opinions. That's why Jesus came, amen? He told them, as he said in the Pharisee's house, he says, it's not, the, it's not the healthy that need a doctor, it's the sick. And I have come to be that great physician. I have come to seek and save those who are lost. I've come to make an impact on their world. I've come to connect with them on their level. That's why he didn't come in with, with horns blazing and chariots rolling and, and being trumpet shouted every time he walked into a room or every time he walked into a village. He humbled himself as a servant. And he came and he connected with the people of his society. And he was able to make an impact on the many. See, it was always the religious people that tried to chase him out of town. So how can you identify a religious person whenever you're doing something for Jesus and they oppose you? They're probably religious. Oh, snap, he didn't. Yes, I did. That's on film forever. But he presented a real relationship, amen? Amen. It was a real relationship. It wasn't phony. It wasn't fake. And people were able to understand that. See, listen, we have the words. We have the gifts. We have the talents. We have the ability to connect with people and see them saved for Jesus. Well, I, there's a particular verse that I love um, in, in Romans. And this just, I just one of my favorite verses. But it says this in Romans 5, 8. But God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's a consistent reminder to me that he, he connected with me one day, and, and, and he presented the truth at a later age in life after I had heard the church give it squabble and I walked away from it. The real Jesus invaded my heart. The real Jesus invaded my life. I had a praying mom who I couldn't get to shut up for the life of me praying over me, you know, I, and I just love her to death because she took the time to invest in me as, and through prayer, and the changes came just like many of us in this room, but there was a moment that we connected 
connected, and I said yes to Jesus. I trusted him, and I got through the religion, and I got to the real person of Jesus. That's what we need to do. We need to get to the real person of Jesus. And I'm not going to stop bragging about my church, Faith Renewed, because we touch the real heart of Jesus. We operate through the real gifts and the real ministry of, a Jesus, of Jesus. We're here to see people healed and brought into relationship. We're here to see people come to a better knowledge of who they are in Jesus and understand. We've got, we've got freedom ministry on Tuesday nights where people can come and they can overcome bondages. They overcome deliverances and Jesus sets people free. We have faith groups where, where they're exploding, where, where people are gathering and they're sharing their hearts and they're letting people know that they're connecting on a real level. We're seeing people saved through faith groups. See, it doesn't always happen in the church, uh, you know, that, that that, that, that still happens, don't get me wrong, but, but we're an active vessel for Jesus Christ, and we're moving, and we're on the march, amen? And, and, and a church that is on the march is a church that we bless and be marked by God and said, they're my chosen, amen? Now, I'm not dissing any other church in town, don't get me wrong, or anything like that, but I belong to a church that's thriving, that's alive, and that wants to see Jesus move in the hearts of other people, Amen. Come on, that's the way it's happening in faith students. That's the way it's happening in faith groups, faith kids, faith everything. <laughs> and see, that's what we want. We want Jesus' ways to become our ways. That's what we preach back in faith students. That's what I'm preaching today. That's what we believe in this church. So we come to that point where we connect with God. And we take that statement of, of that he showed his love for us while we were sinners and he drew us out of our garbage, and he, he overlooked those things, and he looked past the anger. He looked past the hurt. He looked past the way we pray sometimes. Come on, go back and read David's prayers, man. There's some nasty stuff that takes place if you break it down in the original language. David just poured out his heart to Jesus. And if you're like me, you do the same thing when you close that door. And you say, God, this is my trash pile right now. But God, I know this person and I know that person. I've heard this request and I've heard this request through work, through faith groups or whatever. I'm connecting with people. And Lord, this is their garbage pile. And I'm coming to you interceding for that this, this evening or this morning, whenever you get alone with Jesus. See, because Faith Students is a ministry passionate about bringing life and hope to a generation that many say can't be reached. That's the theme of our entire church. That's the theme of our student ministry. We want to see people touched. We want to see people changed. Finally, my last thing tonight, we are called to commit. And I love this. I love this because when you study a sermon, you learn things. Just <laughs> future preachers out there. Luke 4.19 says this, and at the time of the Lord's at the, and at that time, the Lord's favor has come. And this is Jesus again speaking to people, speaking to his disciples and challenging them to go under the anointing of the Spirit. And, and that word meaning, uh, that word means, or that phrase means, announce the day of Jubilee. See, Jesus was reminding them of an old tradition, an old tradition that they had and that they had practiced. And what that means, that word Jubilee talks about this time of freedom. It talks about this time of renewal. It talks about this time of repentance. And it went in cycles of seven cycles of seven years. So for 49 years, they would live their lives. There would be people that could be in bondage. There were people who were enslaved, people who were indebted to, 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 they were in tax prison where they had to 
to pay off their debts. There were people being robbed of their land, and all these things were taking place. But there was this year of jubilee that would come in the, in the, in the, in the Jewish tradition, and that ram's horn, that shofar, would, would announce on the 50th, 50th year. Um, they would come in the seventh month, and they would blow that horn, saying that this is the year of jubilee. This is the year of freedom. So listen, they, they were involved. There was a release of indebtedness. There was a release of all types of bondage, whether you were a slave to somebody, whether you were a slave in prison, whether you were captured, you were free. And, and, and this, this particular time of jubilee would come. And listen, all prisoners, all captives were set free. Slaves were released. Debts were forgiven. Property returned to its original owners. And see what Jesus was telling them, listen, that this now, today, today, today is the year of jubilee for people who don't know Jesus, right? So we're called to go and we're called to commit ourselves to preaching a gospel that Jesus says it's time for the year of the Lord's favor to take place in the lives of people. Amen. Come on, that's what we tell our faith students. That's what we, we learn in our church. That's what we're talking about today. And that should be something that stimulates us. And why is it important to remember that? Because Jesus is painting this picture. Amen. To the church today, through his word, that the time of redemption and forgiveness has come that he offers. Amen. See, there are people, even in this congregation or online today, that may not be in a position where their relationship with Christ is on a level where it should be. There are people in this world, there are people that we work with, there are people that we know who are struggling, going through circumstances, going through situations. And Jesus says, you have the key to release. You have the keys of the spiritual freedom that we can offer society today. We have the key to spiritual freedom that when people come into a church, they may have a relationship, but maybe there's a point in life where they just seem to be smacking walls. And sometimes our pride can get the best of us. I'm not saying that's for everybody. I know I challenged with that at times. But admitting when something's wrong, afraid to reach out, listen, this is a place where you're safe. This is a place that loves you. This is a place that loves Jesus. There's no judgment, there's no condemnation, there's no looking down on in shame. And see, that's what Jesus is preaching. Because when you're in bondage, when you're in captivity, there's no hope for a future. There's no hope for, for anything. You feel lost, you feel destitute, you feel kicked around, you feel like no one loves you. You feel like the world has just given up on you, you're forgotten. And see, Jesus said, listen, that's who I came for. And when I ascended to be at the right hand of the Father, that's when he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to everyone. We're to preach to them. We're to make disciples. We're to teach them all things that the Spirit has taught us. Amen. We're to recycle this thing called faith. That's what Jesus is calling us. It's this year of jubilee that he offers. See, I, I know with faith students, faith renewed, when people come just as they are, I was talking to someone recently, and it might have been in a men's group, they were talking about how someone was booted out of a church because of tattoos and markings on their body. I said, you need to meet my pastor. <laughs> I remember ministering in music, and 
this young busted young man, just an addict, came and we were singing with our band and he got saved, man. He got saved. <laughs> like he was free. And he was like, I can't go back to my church. I go, why is that? And he goes, because they told me I'm going to hell because I have markings, tattoos on my body. I said, but you can tell them that you have a new relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. He's changed your heart. And if man is looking at the outward appearance, you're in the wrong church. You need to find a place that accepts you for you. See, because Jesus didn't turn people away. Jesus didn't say, you know what? He said, listen, I'm throwing a banquet. I, I've thrown out invitations. People have ignored those invitations. So he said, you know what? I'm going to send people down to the alleys. I'm going to send people down to the pimp houses. I'm going to send people down to the drug streets. I'm going to send people down to the homeless. And I'm going to beg them to come and sit at my table. Amen. I'm going to go to the home. I'm going to go to the people who are wrecked in their homes and in their marriages. I'm going to go to the young people who are just so twisted by today's sick psychology. And I'm going to invite them to my table. Why? Because there's freedom at that table. Amen. There's a place that we can find redemption. There's a place that we can find forgiveness. There's a place where we can truly have peace of mind and be set free. Amen. Come on. Jesus is active. Jesus is alive. And Jesus is real. Amen. I want to throw out one more word. That word commit is this. It means galal, G-A-L-A-L. -A -L. I know that's a mouthful, of, but galal. And I love this. Listen to what this word means. It means to roll, literally and figuratively. No, I'm not going to get down and roll. <laughs> but the one, the, one, the one translation of that means to get up and move. It means it's time to stop being this way. It's time to literally roll. You know, let's roll. I don't know, back in the day, I had some guys to hang out with, and that's what we'd say, let's roll, man. Let's go out and have a good time, right? Those were those BC days. You know, and, and we'd go out, let's roll, man. Let's just get out. Let's just go do it. You know what I'm saying? But it also means to remove, to roll away, or to roll down. See, when we commit ourselves to Jesus, that's what he's telling us to do. Listen, it's time to roll, church. It's time to get up off it. It's time to move. It's time to get organized. It's time to, to, to put on the weapons of our warfare. It's time to march into the enemy's camp. Take back what he's stolen. It's time to announce that year of Jubilee. And for in this room today, if we're out of a relationship with Christ, or we're in a place where we're lonely, where we're destitute, where we don't, we're going through whatever emotions we're going through, God says, listen, it's time to roll. It's time to, it's time to roll away or to roll down the situation that you're going through in life. Listen, you don't have to live that way. We don't have to live a particular way, but we have to live, but if we come to Jesus, we get to live in a way that satisfies our souls, amen? And it's one of those things where he just continually fills our cup, fills our cup, amen? And, and we begin to be used, and we find a home, and we find people who love us and, and accept us for who we are. You think I'm kidding. Come to Jesus and find out the truth, amen? It could be a tagline, I guess. Come to Jesus to find out the truth. Listen, I've spoke long enough. And I know I'm just a student pastor. But listen, we serve a real Jesus. I'm one of the most imperfect men you'll ever meet. But Christ perfects me. But I do want to say this morning, just the next few moments I want you to meet my Jesus if you've already met him and you're suffering you're hurting you need prayer I want him to reveal himself to you in a mighty way this morning
man, I've, I've been so down and destitute as a believer, but it's those moments of breaking. It's in those moments of, like the woman when she came to Jesus as he was sitting ministering and she took the alabaster box and she broke that anointing over his feet. And she began wiping his feet. She began washing his feet with her tears and wiping them with her hair out of the love and adoration for him. And he spoke life into her, someone who was down, someone who was destitute, someone who was not following God by any way, but she came to Jesus and her life was turned around. I'm gonna ask the prayer team just to come and get ready to pray because this morning, what I'm gonna ask first of all is this, that you're here this morning and maybe you don't have a relationship with Jesus. Maybe you're here invited, maybe you just came, maybe you found us online, maybe you saw a cool sign up front, whatever drew you here. But you need a relationship with Jesus. I just wanna implore you this morning, it's time to stop running. It's time to come at peace with yourself and say, you know what, I've sat through too many church services where my heart beats 100 miles an hour because I know I need Jesus and I'm just not ready to make that step. Well, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day for you to move. Today is the day where God is gonna meet you where you are. You don't have to be clean, you don't have to be perfect. But Jesus says, just come, just come. And maybe you're here this morning. Well, the Bible says real quick in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you'll be saved. And see, maybe you're in a position this morning where that needs to take place, but here this morning as well, maybe you have a relationship with Jesus. Let's get real about our faith for a second. I quit playing games a long time ago with my faith. I quit trying to put up a front. Life is real, life is hard. We get busy, we get trod down, we get burdened. It's okay to get prayer. <laughs> I mean, you guys pulled me through my whole kidney transplant. Without you, I wouldn't have survived. I was at the lowest point in my life spiritually, but you know what? It was the greatest point because God taught me so much. <laughs> he taught me so much. See, just because we're in the valley, listen, that's where he restores your soul. That's where he restores your soul. That's where he does his greatest work for in your weakness. He is made strong. So this morning, I'm just gonna turn over the praise team and I'm simply gonna do this this morning. If you're here and you need salvation, come talk to one of our prayer team members. Man, they'll talk with you about Jesus. They'll lead you into a relationship with Jesus. We've got them several around the room today, some up here, some in the back. But if you're in a place in your life where you need prayer, you just simply wanna come and worship, surrender these idols, surrender these burdens, surrender these worries, these things to God that we carry too much of. Come on, find a place this morning. Let Jesus minister to you because you will be healed. You will be set free. You will no longer be a slave. Father, in the name of Jesus, I praise you. God, I thank you for the words you put on my heart, but God, it's not me, it's your Holy Spirit. It's the Spirit of God that, that compels. It's the Spirit of God who draws. It's the Spirit of God who brings us to salvation. Father, today I know that hearts are here, God. When you
Thanks again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you. If you need prayer, would like to support this ministry through your financial giving, or just want to learn more about Faith Renewed, please stop by faithrenewed.org.